Welcome to the Hey Salespeople podcast, where we focus on delivering immediately actionable best practices for sales professionals. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan from SalesLoft. Hey, salespeople. Today, it is my great pleasure to welcome Leah Levitt to the show. Welcome, Leah. Thank you for having me. Leah is the head of sales enablement at HHA Exchange. Can you tell us a little bit about what HHA Exchange is? So HHA Exchange is a home care management platform, and we support payers, providers, um, you know, and ultimately, we really want the best outcome for the patients that are getting the care on the other end. But I specifically focus on the provider side. So we sell the home care management platform to home care agencies around the country, and we just help them make sure that they're managing all parts of their business in one place, whereas traditionally it might be in different platforms or totally manually. That's my highlight, my quick summary. So today our topic's going to be all about building sales enablement from scratch. But let's start out with the first question I always ask folks, which is what's one of your favorite sales books of all time and maybe one of the key takeaways from the book? I love the book Never Split the Difference by Chris Foss. And one of the reasons why I liked it is actually because it's not a sales book. And it's really just how do you understand the psychology of working with another human? And what are the things that we should do and should not do when engaging in conversations that, you know, you're relying on the outcome and you're trying to have it in your favor. So some of the things I really like about his book is that, Um, Active listening is extremely important, and it's all about gathering information and intel throughout all parts of the conversation in order to have the most impact at the end, which in his case is the negotiation. But in the sales cycle, it's, you know, the, the end of the deal. You're trying to figure out what kind of ammunition have you gathered throughout the process. The tone of voice he focuses on a lot is that a lot of what we say is based on how we say it. It's not so much what the words are. Our sales org is is mostly through the phone. So they really do have to rely on tone of voice. And then the other thing is mirroring. So trying to just to understand what someone's feeling and just making sure saying it back to them, like, okay, it sounds like this. It seems like you're feeling this way. Or I think those are really helpful in just figuring out like how do you talk to someone. I love that one of the things you homed in on from that book was the whole thing around active listening. It is an incredible way to gain information. It's an incredible way to gain trust as well. Well, let's let's transition over to you know, building a sales enablement function from scratch. I know when you and I first met, it's it's now been years. Uh, I think you were working at Yext at the time. Yeah. And you were working there in sales enablement. Prior to Yext, you were an account executive. Why make the switch from AE to sales enablement as you moved over to Yext? When I was interviewing for the enablement role at Yext, and even as I interviewed for roles after that, I always explained to them like my story, why I'm passionate and why I feel so strongly about it. So at the previous companies that I worked at, they were smaller, they were growing really fast, we were hiring people, and my managers were always like, hey, Leah, can you onboard them? And meanwhile, I was carrying my own quota, either as an AM, a CSM, an AE, I've done all those roles. But I really liked doing it. I enjoyed the strategy of figuring out like, okay, like how did I learn all these things and how can I teach them to someone else in a way that's simple and easy to understand? And how can I break down maybe like more complex 
types of concepts and make it so that they can get to where I am, but faster. I had honestly no idea that roles like sales enablement existed, but at the last company that I'd worked at as an account executive selling HR software, I started just Googling sales training, coaching, and I found this job that basically was exactly what I had wanted to do. So I started applying and my story was when I was interviewing was that, you know, I was in the shoes of this salesperson or CSM and I really just wanted to help other people feel confident in their roles and you know, really reach their own potential. And and that's what still drives me today. You mentioned interviewing, and I'm sure, you know, you had been through the interview process at Yext and then obviously at HHA Exchange, and then you're probably now interviewing people that you're hiring as well. Yeah. Do you have some questions that you think are really, really useful when you're hiring a sales enablement person? Yes. So if you're hiring for the first enablement person, I would ask them, you know, just why? Why are you getting into this? And what led you to feel that way? You know, it is a support role. And sometimes it can feel a tad bit like a thankless job. And you need to find people that are really dedicated to the purpose and are passionate about it. Because if you don't keep all those things in the back of your mind, it can be tiring like any other job. You just want to understand what their motivations are and what drives them. I think another question would just be to understand, you know, what is your, if you were to start this job, uh, whatever it may be, you know, what are some of the first things that you would do? I think it's important to ask those types of situational questions just to see what is their mindset and how would they approach joining a new company? I would also ask people, you know, what is their experience in sales enablement? Like what have they done? What have they not done? What are they maybe looking to do? I think that there's so many different flavors of enablement, sales enablement, revenue enablement, whatever you want to call it, even just getting an understanding of how would they even define enablement. So I think it's just trying to understand their mindset and what drives and motivates them. You know, for you at HHA Exchange, what is the scope of sales enablement? Because it can mean so many things. Yeah. And that's actually one of the first things that I set out to do when I started the rule was just trying to understand, I know that enablement means so many things at so many different companies. And how am I going to define that at HHA Exchange? And I think part of it is you don't need to define it right away. I think that you can take some time to figure out what is the scope of your role. And that was one of the first things I did after evaluating everything was building out a charter, which describes you know, what, what is my role the scope of the role, what do I do, what do I not do, who are the people that I support, what are the types of projects that I'm going to be working on. And at every company, those things will all be different. But it's important that you put it out on the table, you have everyone agree to that. And that way, there's no gray areas, right? Like, those are the things that we've all agreed on. And this is the path that we're going to take. At HHA Exchange, I define my role as being involved in all parts of the employee life cycle. And we've kind of bucketed that into four main areas, hiring, ramping, goal attainment, and retaining our people. So everything that I work on has something to do in one of those buckets. Hiring and employee retention are very much HR-related things. You talk about the sales and marketing relationship. There's very much a sales enablement and HR relationship. How do you manage that relationship? 
every company, I think, has different resources available to them. At HHA Exchange, we actually use a third party for our HR. And one of the first things that I was talking about with Scott, my my boss at the company, was how do we formalize our hiring process? Because there are certain things that we want to look for. If we're going for the wrong person, it's going to be harder to do all the other things that I mentioned, to ramp them, to um, help them meet their goal and to retain them. They actually all do tie together. But you know, at Yext, the sales enablement team did do a lot of work in the, the interview process. And we worked closely with HR and with sales leadership, but we had created a whole process of, you know, how should we interview? What should we look for? Here are the specific steps. And we worked with HR to make that come to life. I love that you're getting back to your framework of four things, the hiring, wrapping, goal attainment, and employee retention. Maybe we talk about quick wins if you're building out a, a sales enablement function for the first time in each one of those four categories. So let, let's start with hiring. If you were to advise someone who was building out the function, sales enablement function, what would be maybe one of the earliest quick wins they could score with respect to hiring? The term quick win to me has always been a little, I'm a little hesitant of quick wins because I fear that sometimes they get in the way of the bigger picture and that people try to, you know, I I understand why quick wins are important because that's how you build respect from people that you can do the job that you said you're going to do. But I am also cognizant that some of those quick wins may not necessarily align to like what the real goals are. And maybe if they do, that's great. But if they don't, then that can be, I think, a distraction sometimes. I'd rather spend more time doing something and in doing it the right way than just pushing something out the door. But I think a lot of that is like how you define a quick win. That's fair. So I react to that. I guess I'll change the question just slightly, which is what's the first project to work on in hiring? Coming into an organization, the first thing you have to do is really have a beginner's mindset. You're not making any assumptions. You're just super curious and you're just trying to figure out how does this business function? How does the process look today in terms of hiring? And what's the thing that we're trying to fix? So if we're trying to fix a lack of process and that everyone's asking different types of questions and at the end of the you know interview, we all talk about you know what we thought of the candidate. Ideally, we all have some kind of different side or perspective to bring to the table and we're not all asking the same question. And that way we can get the best view of who that candidate really is. At AGHA Exchange, there was a process, it just it was, you know, a little fluid sometimes, not always documented. So the first thing I did was just understand in the current process, is there something that we can change or need to change? What are the questions that we should be asking? You know, how do we make sure that the presentation we give them for their onsite is the right thing? So figuring out just even what that presentation looks like and then just putting that into place. But I've interviewed every single sales candidate that we've had at the company. So it's giving me a really good perspective on the type of person that we're looking for. What about maybe first project someone who's building a new sales enablement function should do in your second category in, in ramping? With ramping, the first thing I did was to put together an onboarding program. We purchased WorkRamp. It's a, for account executives, it's a three-week program. 
we spend the first few days just learning about the industry and learning about home care agencies and how they operate. We don't touch the product at all. I don't talk about the product. I want people to really understand the world that they're now living in when they're talking to home care agencies. And I want them to understand what home care agencies are going through and to be able to have intelligent conversations about how we can help them and not just you know talk about the product or this button or that button, but focusing on the larger business issues that, that they're facing. We also bought Gong. So, you know, reps listen to other, they actually, an AE is an SDR for a few days. They go and make calls for other SDRs that that other SDR then kind of helps them figure out the tools and they're, they're learning as they go. They build out demo accounts. They practice, you know, basically each part of the demo. We go through all the tools that we use, our sales process, and then the onboarding capstone is essentially going through our sales deck, uh, which is about five, 10 minutes long, and then a demo. So we do a mock demo. And that's basically the pass fail if they're ready to talk to a prospect. I love that you have the AEs be an SDR for a few days or a week. Goaltainment, I would assume, is ongoing training. I know a lot of people think of that as being hyper-focused on product announcements and how perhaps those product announcements tie to value propositions. But what else fits in the goal attainment enablement for you? So right now, we're evaluating third-party sales trainers. And just, you know, my goal is to get everyone to be going through the same type of process, which is, you know, on us too. But how that process is delivered, I think a sales trainer could really, an external sales trainer could really help with that because that's that's what they do day in and day out. Um, so right now that's a big thing for me and also getting a third party to help with you know, training our managers and making sure that we're all coaching the same way. We're having, whether it be an easy conversation or a hard conversation with um, AEs or SDRs, we're all kind of speaking the same language. And I think bringing in an outside person to help with that, that's my next big project for attainment and retaining people because those two things I think are very closely tied together. I obviously think a lot about this sort of external trainer world. And there's almost like two schools of thought out there. One is you as a sales enablement leader architect the sales process and playbook for the organization. The other is that you pick one of these companies that has a, a more all or nothing, I guess my way to describe it, methodology, force management, command of the message, I think is a good example of that. Challenger is probably a good example of that. Value selling associates, I think also a good example of that. Somewhere in the middle is like is Sandler, like there is a Sandler way. So that's probably, you know, that might be in that category. And then there's the other world, which is like just trainers who, you know, they talk about general sales best practices. Where are you leaning right now on the everybody follows a sort of structured process that you might get from that organization versus the the more flexible trainer? That's a good question. And I've been through force management training and Sandler. And I agree with you that force management, it's very hardcore. There's a lot that goes into it. I also think it's geared for more of an enterprise, longer sales cycle not saying that you can't take bits and pieces, but most the majority of our sales cycles are you know less than a, a month. So 
I'm right now trying to find someone that can really work with us to customize a program. Right now, I'm in the beginning stages, and it is very interesting. I'm a sales enablement leader, also salesperson still. So being sold sales training, I think is just like a, it's a very interesting process for me. Um, and I've had a lot of fun talking to people. I want to be able to customize something for our organization and something that makes sense for us. I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think the only wrong thing to do is to choose one of those, as I describe them as all or nothing methodologies, and then to not be all in on that because I have seen that not work. Yeah. Your CRO and everybody else needs to just absolutely commit to it because it, it takes it takes that kind of energy to get that pervasive throughout the organization. Yeah. And I, I think another thing that I'm I'm looking for that and something that's important is coming up a lot in the sales community is finding someone who really has an authentic and genuine way of approaching prospects. Because I think that that would be the easiest for someone to learn and pick up on and then also want to keep doing. Like, I don't think someone's going to want to, you know, implement something in their own process if it doesn't feel right to them, or if it feels like we're being too salesy. I think that that's coming up a lot these days. So finding someone that can help us with that humility aspect. And I think people will want to actually implement what we roll out if we do stick to that. You know, you talked about this kind of training being a component of employee retention. So just to cover off on your last one, what other retention initiatives have you targeted from a sales enablement point of view? You know, I still sit on the floor with everyone and I'm always very open to feedback and questions. I meet with everyone quarterly for just a one-on-one session on, you know, how are things going? What can we be doing better? And I try to crowdsource ideas from them so that when we roll out any kind of new change or program, it can be with the backing of the people that requested it in the first place. I never want to put something in a place that people don't care about or want or, or need You know, some of the things that I've been working on, you know, people were like, we're really hungry for all the things that the product team is doing. So figuring out how to make them feel connected to what product is doing and what's on the roadmap, or just even more kind of like team events. I'm happy to do whatever I need to do to make the function work. I think that HHA Exchange is at a point where we're still growing really fast and uh, no job is too big or too small. Brilliant, brilliant. I love, yeah, I think that is the the walking the walk and and being able to to pitch in is something that you you want to be at a place like that. Yeah, and I mean sometimes I struggle because I see a lot of people on you know LinkedIn or just blogs or whatnot, and they're like women are always too eager to pitch in and want to help, and so sometimes I've actually struggled with that. It's like I don't. I don't want to be seen as someone who's just willing to do something because they, you know, are too scared to say no. Like I really want to do something because I want to help make the team better. Thanks for spending the time. Thanks for sharing all the wisdom on how to build a a sales enablement function from scratch. If people want to learn more about HHA Exchange or get in touch with you directly, what are the best ways to do that? You can find me on LinkedIn or you can send me an email, lllevitt at hhaexchange.com. 
Hey Salespeople is a production made in partnership with Frequency Media. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan. Paige McCauley is our producer. Peter Lepinto is our editor. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to the Hey Salespeople podcast.